And one of these days, I mm, you're no. One of these days, I'm gonna start stop doing that. But for real, I'm gonna get a new thing. You know, anyone watching right now? We are looking for a new theme song for the intro to the pickup line. Uh, it doesn't have to be rock related, but it does have to be cool. If you have any royalty free track suggestions, please let us know in the comments. Send me a direct message on Facebook. We could use uh, some advice in this area. Or anyway. I'm going to challenge them. If you want to write us a song and give oh. us the rights to use it, I don't know what we'll give you. We'll give you <laughs> gratitude. Uh, we'll, we'll give you credit and you'll be the intro song of, uh, you know, uh, the pickup line. Yeah, if you want. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be just like royalty stuff that you found. Just just saying. I like let that. Us, let us mooch off you. I'm kidding. No, no, I, no, I, no, no. I'm kidding. I believe <laughs> in like giving credit to where credit is due. If you want us, what whatever you want, let us know so we can discuss if we agree. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome to the pickup line. Happy Thursday, everyone. What's it's up? Uh, yeah, what's up? Uh, today we're going to be talking about managing expectations in relationships. And um, if you want to call in and give your advice or ask questions, feel free to do so. 951-364-2430. You can talk to you. I love the way you take charge, Hannah. The, I'm <laughs> Hannah Vaughn, and this is my lovely co-host, Ethan Michael. Let's do this. Hell yeah, let's do this. Managing expectations. But before we get into that, Hannah, should we talk about what we were talking about in the green room or should we? You know? Okay. <laughs> like You got me on this whole like poop rant. Okay. okay. And then we, <laughs> we weren't being kinky or anything. We weren't talking about scat play and that's fine. But like, if you guys, you guys see a lot of me having to redirect Ethan, I like got to be on the receiving end of that just now because I, he asked me a question about poop. Okay. We'll get into that in a minute. And then I went on this whole story about like, I had diarrhea when I was in Mexico. Blah, 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 blah. And he, he just was like, okay, so it's nine o'clock. You ready? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not done telling you about my poop. <laughs> but okay. So before no. we get into like the serious relationship advice kind of portion, uh, Ethan had a really interesting question for me. Do you want to ask everybody? Yes. Uh, I was saying like, have you, ex can you experience true intimacy until you've pooped and farted in front of somebody? And I said, I do not believe so personally for me. If I cannot fart or poop in front of you, it's not love. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a different type of intimacy. It makes you truly like comfortable in your own skin and with your partner when that's just like, you know, like whatever. They're going poo. Who cares? They farted. Ha ha. It's funny. I feel like I can be like a full human when I can be like a full human who's not this is about expectations if someone expects me to be this like perfect non-human barbie doll i don't feel like i can be truly intimate with someone in like the full capacity that i want to be so like i want to fart okay i love to <laughs> fart and i love to poop it's great it's healthy do it and what's funny is like after relationships fail that i witness that i mean like of of people that i've that I'm close to, 
sometimes I'll be like, did you ever fart in front of each other? And they'll be like, no. And I'll be like, explains a lot. Yeah, I don't mean in a condescending way. I'm just like, well, just like, if you can't shit or fart in front of your partner, you're like, do you really feel intimate with them? Right. Like letting your bowels loose is, <laughs> is, is, is when it's all like on the table. Um, private. Like, like sometimes I'll be just like taking a poop and I'll be like, okay, I need to finish pooping. Can you please go out of the room? But like, <laughs> There have been conversations where I think I'm, <laughs> I'm getting way too personal. I'm like, that's fine. I, Talk about, hey, normalize poop. No, and if you want to poop on each other, that's between you two. As long as everyone's consenting, it's okay. Okay, it's okay, but I'm not into that. Yeah, I'm not into it. But if you are, as long as everyone's consenting, and you've taken health precautions, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Safety I'll precautions, yeah. We need to talk about the idea that you had later on. There's so many things going on in my my brain right now, but really, really quick. I'm going to finish my poop thoughts. Trigger warning for people who don't like to talk about poop. I guess <laughs> I say that. don't get grossed out. Well, I'll be like talking to Thomas and we'll be in the middle of a conversation. I'll be like, I got to pee. Just follow me to the bathroom. And I'll sit in like, right. and then like, I'll start like being like, oh, I got, I'm pooping. I'll be like, okay, I'm pooping now. And then usually he leaves. But <laughs> See, like, I, I don't like the I full, I don't want to like gross him out. So I don't go for like, like the full, like, I don't let him see from start to finish. I don't think he wants to watch. You know what I mean? Oh, right. So, Nobody wants to sit there like, I give him the option to right leave. Like, I, you know, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. But well, I would like, there's times I'd be in the shower and all of a sudden I hear the door open and it would just be, sorry, I got to poop. And I'm like, I'm showering right now, but when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, it's not like you can like really see or pay attention. Like you're got like whatever. Right. And I guess as long as it doesn't smell when you're stuck in there. <laughs> Thomas says, usually I leave. You mean you've been pooping without me realizing it? Yeah, I'm a real sneaky pooper. We'll <laughs> sneak one in there. <gasps> so I'm a real person who okay, go ahead. No, but this is actually important because that's part of the expectations. Unfortunately, there is this belief that many men seem to have that women don't poop or like they don't want to hear about it. And it's well, they like, shouldn't do it. Like they shouldn't talk about it or like exactly. even near you. Like, like it should who be this cares? secret thing. Right. Like, I like, poop. It's not a big deal. Women poop too. Yes, normalize I, I, it. Women poop and women fart. Yes, they I do. Fart a lot. Okay. So people are always like, oh, man, I, I have some men in my life who are like, you're so perfect. Oh my God. I'm like, but do you realize how much I fart? Like, you could really, <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a normal. It's not, but people put me on a pedestal and, like, I know that they wouldn't be down for all the, like, Nitty gritty. I know they want it. Yeah. Um, Anything else? I, pooping? No, I or think okay. I'm Let's trying to like on. search the brain, make sure we fully covered the poop topic. In I go on and on. It's one depth. of my favorite things to talk about. Yes. <laughs> to be realistic, there's just those days where it's the most relaxing thing on the planet where you just 
you're like, ah, oh, you feel like a weight's lifted off your chest and your day can get started. Well, as I was saying before you cut me off to start the show, uh, I was like pretty sick in Mexico and I took a bunch of Pepto-Bismol. So I'm like pooped in like two days. I finally pooped today. It's been great. All right. Let's stop talking about poop. <laughs> okay, All right. Fine. So I found a really cool article. <clears throat> it's called Managing Our Relationship Expectations the Right Way. Now, I'm going to go ahead and link it in the chat for anyone who wants to read up on it because I think it's cool. I'm not endorsing this person who wrote it because I don't know who the fuck they are. Um, so they could be a terrible person for all I know. But I found <laughs> this article helpful. So that's all I'm saying. Okay. And I, I'm going to be referencing it here and there. So I hope I hope that's cool. Yeah. Um, but it starts off with why we rely so heavily on our romantic expectations. Um, you know, people are really scared of being alone and they don't. And there's also little introspection. It talks about um, people don't take time to really figure out what matters to them. And they rely really heavily on the other partner to kind of be everything that they need and to fill all the voids that exist. And quite frankly, that's just way too much pressure for one person. And so there's a couple things you can do here. You can work through it. Well, I think either way you can work through it. You can manage your expectations, compromise, blah, 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 blah. Or there's polyamory. When it comes to polyamory, I think you still. And open. Huh? And open. Yeah, and open. Okay, are those two different things? They are two different things. I learned this recently. So open as I currently understand it. Um, And again, guidelines are different based on what the people in said relationship agree on. But open is like, hey, I can go have uh, sex with like other people. Um, Poly is when you can actually establish different types of relationships with different people. In an open relationship, you can't go have any other type of relationship outside of like sexual flings. Interesting. Okay. You can build other like an emotional relationship. I see. See, I I just saw that. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I just saw that as a different type of polyamory, but that's really cool. I want to correct myself too because I misspoke. Like I was saying like there's two options. You could be poly or you could do all this work and and go to therapy and work it out and compromise, blah, blah, blah. When you're poly, there's still that too. I think you still should know what you want and manage your expectations and communicate and um, there's still compromise. just, just one of those compromises and not compromises, but one of those things that you could come to an agreement with that could help you manage your expectations is, is opening the relationship or being polyamorous. Um, that's, I'm just saying that's, that's one of the things, because I mean, something that I do really admire about, um, open and polyamorous couples is that, um, how much they've accepted that you cannot rely on one person for everything. Um, so if you're going to be monogamous, like you, you, you still need to accept that and cut your partner a little bit of slack and yourself as well. I mean, if, if a partner's relying too heavily on you to be everything that you need them to be, I mean, that, that, that's a lot of problems can arise from that. Yes. I mean, think about it like this. You need a, uh, uh, a friend to confide in or as 
I, I was talking to one of my friends about this and uh, like trying to like wrap my mind around other like sexual relationships. And he had said to me, he's like, well, I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, he's like, would you play Mario Kart with, uh, with your girlfriend? And I'm like, what? I, I would, but you know, I, I don't think she plays it. He's like, so you have a friend you play Mario Kart or other video games with? I'm like, yeah. He goes, so your partner is not fulfilling that need. So you're getting that need elsewhere. It's the same thing. It's different yeah. types of needs. Yeah. No, I, I, I logically understand that so much, but I don't know if it's like brainwashing of like the cis monogamous normative whatever brainwashing kind of thing that like just makes me not that I'm not okay with it that I just I feel like for me that is something that I'm not quite I have been in an open relationship and maybe it's because it didn't work out <laughs> it's just or it was more polyamorous I would say uh maybe maybe that's why it's terrifying to me but but no, no, no. Logically, that makes so much sense. It's like I I rely on friends for things that I don't rely on Thomas for. Why why would it be any different? Um, I don't know because we put sex in this like sacred category, I guess. But right. And so let me ask you I'm learning to do. Yes. Are, are I don't recall. Are you into women? Yes. Okay. Are, are you and Thomas in any type of relationship where you can, and if you don't want to talk about this, that's fine, where you can go like out with another woman or have sex with another woman? Um, not at this time. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's say hypothetically, uh, Thomas was complete hypothetical. If Thomas wanted to go with around with other men and you wanted to go around with other women, would that be any different than if he wanted to go around with other women like would you be okay with one over the other are you talking about like as friends no sorry sex oh i was gonna say well he doesn't have sex with other men no no i know but not and again not saying you're okay with the relationship being open but hypothetically saying it was would there be any distinction in your mind between him going and sleeping with another man and him going to sleep with another woman no well, I, I I hope I'm understanding the question. You're asking me, would I care? Okay, let's say our relationship was open or whatever. Would it be any different to me if he had sex with men or if he was having sex with women? Right. Like, is no. there one that would be easier for you than the other? No. Really? No, and I'm not saying, like, either would be a big problem. I'm just saying, like, if we were open, both of them would be the same for me. See, okay. Ah, and this... No, no, that's a really good here. question. Because I, I feel like, oh, sorry, you you first. Uh, I could right now, like, say my my girlfriend wanted to go sleep uh, with another woman. Okay, cool. But another man, that's harder for me to wrap my mind around. Like, okay. even now, though it is a sex need, or like, but it's still to me, it's so different. As a bisexual. I have been very confused why boyfriends have always been super down for me to go have sex with girls, um, I whether I would be or not. Huh? I can tell you why. Well, I yeah, uh, it, 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 it bothers me, though, because to me, it's this I, 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 I would tell guys like, 
you don't have to be like, I'm the kind of type of bisexual that's not going to be like, hey, I have this friend and she wants to come over and hang out with us. I'll leave you for a woman. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I'm not like this. I'm not your sexy bisexual fantasy girl that's going to have threesomes with you. I, I, You should be afraid that I will leave you for a woman because oh, it's okay. the same for me. If I have sex with a man and if I have sex with a woman, it is the same for me because I have the capacity to fall in love with either. It's not like I just like like to kiss girls when I'm drunk. Like I genuinely I am attracted to men, to men and women. Um, while I have this um, kind of like uh, what is this new term I found? Compulsive heterosexual heterosexuality, uh, where it's kind of like we expect heterosexuality to be the default, so it's easier for us to date. Um, the opposite sex when you're bisexual. Um, that's something I'm figuring out for myself. But um, uh, but but I've always known like I, I could marry a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, not always. I, I figured that out when I figured out that that was a thing I could do. But <laughs> would you agree or disagree with uh, Helen Green? Thanks for the super chat. All love as well. Um, would you agree that like? sex with a man and a woman can fulfill different types of sexual needs. Therefore, they are a little different. I'm about to totally like make, I'm going to become so much less credible because I haven't like been, I'm a big gay virgin. Oh, well, well, oh, you don't even know. So yeah. So I can't answer that question because I have hooked up with chicks <clears throat> almost completely, but not completely. So I can't answer that question because okay. I'm big chicken shit. <laughs> like not, it's not that I don't want to, it's that like the opportunity has not presented itself. And also I, I don't know how to play the field as well as I do with men. Men are very, I'm sorry, men. Y'all are easy to figure out. Women are terrifying. Mm, and not in the way that I don't want to touch difficult. them. They're just psychologically scary. Okay. Can we agree that the absolute most terrifying two words any man could ever hear from a woman is, I'm fine. Yeah. We talked <laughs> about this in the last episode. And that is a pet peeve of mine. And it's I don't like it. I don't fucking like it. It makes my, I just, my, my skin goes hot and I freak out. We need to get back to the topic. This is not me talking about how much I wish I had sex with women. Okay, true. <laughs> but actually, if we could, just for a moment, okay. I'd like to bring on uh, our call screener because I guess I didn't really flesh out the open versus poly correctly. He needs to so correct you. If he could like correct me and fully kind of flush that out, and then we'll get back to the topic. Secular rarity. Can you hear us? Or Set him straight. Yeah, brother. Can you hear me? You're really quiet. Hang on a second. Like crazy quiet. Like crazy quiet. Like what about crazy. now? There we go. How's yeah, it going, let's dude? Do it, man. That's great. How are y'all? Doing good. good. All right. So. Uh, help, help, help me out here with the open verse poly. Well, so, you know, first off, I'm, I'm not an expert. It's not as if I, I, you know, have been 
taking the label poly my entire life, you know, nothing like that. But for me, when, when I understood that I was polyamorous, um, it wasn't, it wasn't a really just a, a sexual thing. Um, so yes, definitely sex is a part of it oftentimes, but, but not always. It's, it's also just a, a connection with people. But, but that connection isn't something that you can't have in open relationships as well. Um, in, in open relationships, absolutely, as long as the, the people involved in it are all consenting adults, then if somebody says, hey, you know, I, I really want to have a romantic connection with this person where, let's say, we don't have sex, but we, we spend a lot of time together and we do, we do hobbies or things that we care about. Well, that, that can be absolutely perfectly fine. I think, I think there's, there's more to the idea with Polly that it's just kind of a, a, a state of being, just kind of who you are. I, it's not, it's definitely not exactly like, um, you know, being, being anywhere else on the LGBT spectrum, I think, but it, but it kind of is in that sense of, again, it, it was just, it was always something that was inside of me that one day somebody came along and went, Hey, there's a, there's a word in the dictionary you could look up, you know, that might help explain it. And then I went, Oh, okay. That, that, that does make sense. I love that. Is that, do yeah. Do you kind of, do you kind of see where it, there, there are Venn diagram and you don't, there's a lot of the Venn diagram. I think that actually overlaps. Um, there are some things that are kind of specific to both of them you know, uh, something that's a little specific to polyamorous, polyamory and polyamorous relationships generally is something that the term compersion, I believe, which is, which is actually feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a really, it's a really, really cool term. It means Um, feeling, wait, wait, wait. I think I can, let me see if I can remember this because I'll be really happy if my memory is at least semi working. Um, it's when you get joy from your other partner being happy. And that means exactly. even in the sense of like, they go have the best sex of their lives and come back. They're like, yeah, I had this. And you're still happy for them, even if you didn't provide said sex. Exactly. It is, it is one of the best ways I ever heard it broken down is uh, it, it is like, what is the ideal, the ideal complete opposite of jealousy? You know, when, when you have jealousy, a lot of times it's, focused on things like uh, fear. You're, you're afraid that somebody is not going to gonna be there whenever you have, you know, those emotional times where you need somebody to be there. Or yeah. you're, you're, you're worried that, that you're not going to have that, that great sex that you have been having, right? Like you, you and this person just really click in the bedroom and, and you're just so worried that, you know, okay, if they go see somebody else, maybe they're going to realize, you know, I'm not that good. And then, you know, they'll, they'll leave me. Um, uh, so, so definitely it's, it's, it's that exact opposite of jealousy, you know, in those moments, what, what you feel is more of, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that this person that I care so freaking much about could, could somehow find even more goodness in their life, you know? Um, I, so, I try to help them out and make them feel good as, as much as I can, but there's other things that they can be getting. And when they go get them, that just makes you feel just that much better, you know? 
So quick follow-up question before we jump back to the topic, and unless Hannah has anything uh, to add, Mm-mm. how do you get to like from where I'm at to where you're at? Like, uh, how do I explain this? Like mm-hmm. letting your partner be truly free to go sexually explore herself in any way possible knowing that she may have better sex somewhere else and emotionally wrapping your mind around that and being happy for it. Sure. Yeah, that, that, that is a very interesting question. And I think, you know, just to, just to kind of let the air out of the balloon a little bit, it, it may never be possible for, for some people. And there is literally absolutely nothing wrong with that. There, there, just the way that some people are wired and the way that some people have feelings inside of them that, that say, this isn't something that I can do and feel comfortable with. That's totally okay. okay. Um, if that, if that's where you fall, man, there, there seriously is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> what like Hannah, said, you look there, like, you want, sorry. do you want to say something on that? No, no. It's just like reassuring because like, it sounds great, and and I, I want to do a whole episode on polyamory. So I don't want to like talk. I don't want to talk too much, but I I I admire that. I just it's it's nice to hear someone say if you're not like that, it's okay. Because I'm like, ah. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. If that's if that's just not how you like. Okay, so so I I don't like tomatoes. I've tried tomatoes in a lot of different formats. You know, I, I, I've had them fresh. I've had them cooked. You name it. I just don't like tomatoes. And no matter how many times somebody says to me, well, hey, dude, have you tried them on this? Or have you tried them like this? I'm just never going to like them. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Just the same as no matter how many times you think about it, let's say maybe you and your partner set out some guidelines and you guys actually try out an open relationship or or you try out you know what what you think you, you both say maybe i'm poly maybe we should discuss this more and you you put that into practice and it doesn't work that is totally 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 okay that's There's how i feel normal about that there is that that's how i feel about fingers in my butt no matter how many times <laughs> someone says that just trust me you're gonna like it this, i'll do it different it always feels like pooping backwards, and I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I there's like yeah. nothing. I, I've it. never been into it, and I never will be. Sorry, I've and pooping, I have tried it. Pooping backwards <laughs> feels like pooping backwards. No, thank you. I'm instantly just thinking about pooping while I'm having sex, and I'm not into scat. So like, it's like you with tomatoes. It's just not gonna happen. That. Is an excellent descriptor. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Manage your expectations, Anyways. and if yes. you want to finger my butt, you can't. <laughs> Secular Rarity, uh, thanks for coming on. We're gonna try and get back to the topic, uh, and thank you for call thank screening. You. Ah, today on the pickup line, we're talking about pooping. Poop. And fingers in the butt. And pooping backwards. And I, I, I apologize if sometimes my 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 giddiness gets annoying. Uh, I'd just like to remind everyone I had a very conservative upbringing. So being open about sex 
is very difficult for me. That's one of the reasons I do this show because I know it shouldn't be difficult. I should be comfortable talking about sex uh, honestly and openly. So I'm trying uh, to get there because I think it's important. But at times, you're going to have to bear with me. I'm going to be giddy like a 12-year-old. I'm also hilarious. So it's okay if you... <laughs> you are pretty funny. But <laughs> really, that is unbelievably accurate. Yeah. Um, so common relationships, expectations that can leave you unhappy. I was going to say we did talk uh, sex. Did we really get into sex expectations? No, no. I, I was talking about more of like the the um, emotional side of things oh, because I think just, yeah, I mean, expectations in general, like, I mean, they come from a certain place and then they follow you into the rest of your life and they can change. And sometimes they can be a problem and sometimes they can be good. Like they can be there to protect you and to be able to give you the life that you want. I mean, don't lower your standards and your expectations if it's something that you're not comfortable with. But you right. also have to come to a certain point where you're like, okay, is this realistic? Is this sustainable? Can I can I find this without or am I being absolutely unfair to, to people and my partner by being this way? Um it comes to a certain point where you have to know what's realistic and what isn't. Um, but Ooh. since you said sex, this article does talk about it. We must have sex. Lot. Wait, we must have well, lots of sex all the time. Um, before we get into sex, why don't we finish? Like, there's a few more things to say on the emotional. Um, so, yeah, sure. you know, that's the other thing is understanding that at times your partner, well, obviously your partner has other people they're going to confide in, but they may need to ask other people's advice. You can't be their sole confident, confidant. And it is unrealistic to expect that. And sure, they probably should share most of their secrets with you. But, uh, you know, there may be other people they need to confide other things into. And I think it's important to be supportive and understanding and recognize that it's there's nothing wrong with seeking, you know, advice. However, of course, that comes with a disclaimer when you're seeking advice, you know, not divulging personal information unless you've received consent. Or additionally, you don't want to necessarily take advantage of that. Like if I have a difficult situation and I want to, with, with my partner and want to talk to one or two people about it, you know, that's one thing. But then going to all my friends would be a very different story. So um, I, I think it's okay to do that, but just, you know, do it responsibly. Yeah, just be and respectful. Don't violate trust. Yeah, don't violate trust and, and be respectful. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't believe in 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 having to tell, not like keep things from your partner, but like I've had relationships where where the person I was with expected me to tell that, like if I they'd be upset if I went to someone else about something, and they're like, "Well, I'm your like your person. Why didn't you go to me?" And it's like because. I have other people in my life and I don't think it's realistic to expect it's a couple things. You need to be okay with the fact that everyone has a past. You, you can't change that and you can't hold that against people. If it's something you're not okay with, then find a person with a past that doesn't freak you out. That's fine. That's your prerogative, whatever. Well, wait, and that other, that there's people, that. everyone has other people in their lives that are important to them on that. I think, it's okay for the past to 
freak you out as long as it's not necessarily turning you off. Well, yeah, as because long as it's not like they just like, like murdered someone and that's a deal breaker for you, like that's okay. That can be your choice. Like, no, I don't, if you've been a murderer, I won't date you. That's cool. But also like, you can't be like, oh, you had a girlfriend before me? How dare you? Before you <laughs> existed, how dare you? Like, you know, things like that. Right. that things that have nothing to do with you. Um, expecting the relationship to be perfect and not expecting it to take work and not expecting someone to ex uh, accept you no matter what, um, I think is a realistic expectation. Um, you know, being in love and being in a relationship or being in a relationship that's platonic too sometimes takes work, especially one that you're going to rely heavily on is going to take work. Um, people don't have to accept you no matter what as well. Um, you know, that doesn't mean you deserve to be abandoned for any mistake that you make. But um, this, this article in particular talks about if you've crossed a boundary, sometimes that means consequences. And sometimes that means mm -hmm. it's too much for the other person. And just because they love you doesn't mean they have to accept every single thing about you. And people are just trying to look out for themselves. You know, everyone's got standards. Everyone's got values. And it things take work. Well, and, you know, I also think like in a part of emotional, uh, friggin' what's, wow, thing just went out the window. Um, uh, uh, expectations, like let's say your partner, like, it, you know, needs someone to cuddle with that. That's, I guess, would that be an emotional and a physical at that point? Uh, I mean, you're physically yeah. touching someone. So. Right. But it would still be if it's for emotional support, though. Oh, like, I, mean, I guess I mean, it's not necessarily like, OK, so Thomas and Eric cuddle sometimes like. Really? I, I mean, I know that they have before. I don't know. I don't think they'd care if I shared that. <laughs> <laughs> did you get consent to ask? Did you ask them first? I mean, <laughs> what are they, they going to come off as fucking gay? Like. <laughs> No, I know that they have, and they've talked about it openly, so it's not a big deal. Oh, okay. Um, and and You're and those two are not into each other, so I mean, I guess it really depends. I mean, I think there's a difference between my partner cuddling with their dude friend when my partner is heterosexual, as opposed to <laughs> my partner who loves women cuddling with a chick. I just it would, it would, it would, it would not make me happy. I'd be like, hmm, because oh, so I, it depends because I know that it would be sexual. I know it would at least feel sexual. But, hmm, okay. So I've had cuddle buddies where it was 100% not sexual at all. Like it was literally like, just, I just don't believe you. Is you that enough of me to say? I just don't believe you. What the fuck? You didn't get like turned on? No. You didn't like feel no. like. Have there been okay? Have there been occasions where I've gotten turned on, but with all of my cuddle buddies, no. Like, there's times it's just like, oh, it's just like that intimacy, and there's no sexual desire. It's just like two people holding each other, like, is so relaxing, and I could have like no sexual interest in somebody. Now, on the flip side, I couldn't cuddle with a guy. Uh, Not really? Yeah. Like, okay. I only like, I don't know, 
it's even if I'm not attracted to the woman, I, I could, you know, I would still rather cuddle with a woman. I feel like that's probably something I'm, I'm going to be a little bit shrinky here. I'm going to be a little bit of a therapist. Ooh. I'm not, okay. I'm not at that for those of you that, that need to know, like I'm a college dropout and I am not a qualified to even talk like this, but do you feel like that is part of your upbringing where like, Oh, you absolutely. Feel, okay. Like women are safe. You can cuddle with them. Women are, are safe. You know, they're, they're figures that you can be. Oh, it's a nice spoon. Yeah. See, I, I don't know if that's true, dude. Okay. I bet pasta Mike is a b good cuddler. He's like six foot, you know, 85. He's a big dude. Six foot 85. <laughs> There's old or inches. <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's really tall, but I don't know if he's joking or serious. So, uh, uh, pasta Mike, that would be interesting to know. I was just talking about this with Thomas. He was okay. like, do I need to bulk up more so like I can be more comfy to cuddle with? And I was like, nah, I dated a chubby guy and it was the best cuddles of my life. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I, I will say this. The one thing I will brag about is I am an absolute master at cuddling. Like okay. expert level. Well, and I'm proud of that. Good. I, like <laughs> I don't know. Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> I'm a terrible cuddler. I'm like, oh, my neck hurts. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'll like cuddle for like five seconds and I'm just like. Oh, <sighs> you suck. Oh, I, man. I have my Dude. mood where I get, I have my moods where I get really cuddly and I'll cuddle and fall asleep. I'll cuddle and fall asleep. Like, but most of the time I'm like, okay, I don't know what it is. I think just. I mean, I got used to being alone. I was not alone that long. There but. was one day a few weeks back. It was after like we had like a, uh, Justin and I had like a kind of party night. And mm -hmm. the next day we literally laid in bed and cuddled all day. And it was like the most chill day ever. I like to like sit next to someone and have like my leg over them. You're a terrible cuddler, Hannah. What? I think I'm a terrible You're person. I don't oh, know. No, <laughs> no I, okay, I made you feel bad. Okay. So other things. Um, I don't think it's realistic to have someone. Okay. Sorry. You can't expect someone to be a mind reader. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. Okay. Sorry. I, on this, that's the other thing is if you are cuddling in, in a situation where, you know, you're both attracted to that sex. Yeah. It's important to set expectations. And I know there's been times where I've like, you know, said to a woman, like, you know, this is not sex, this is straight cuddling. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. And it's, it, it's almost like at times men get a bad rap. Now, granted, there's a lot of dickheads out there that probably take advantage of that, but so, like, I don't know. I've had too many guys with ulterior motives. And even right. if they say that, like, I have set boundaries with guys, like, be like, we are just friends. This is blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, I could never. I'm not even, like, attracted to you. And then they're, like, <laughs> trying to fuck me. And I'm like, I it, it, like, I know it sounds really stupid that I'm complaining about this. Like, oh, no, people want, people want to fuck me. Like, no, but like it, it makes it, it, it gets kind of lonely because it's like, I want friends too. Like, you know, like I want to be a person. I want to be a full human being that's appreciated for things other than 
my vagine, like, you know, sorry, I'm like moving around a lot. I'm like hot and then I'm cold and I'm I'm cold. Oh, okay. Uh, And full, full confession. Uh, So he's simply secular Dave. Too many seculars. Uh, If you crawl into bed and stick your icy cold feet on a nice warm person next to you, you are a horrible human being. Full confession. I do that. I I get like my feet and hands get ice cold. So I I have to warm them up. I'm like, I I need the body to touch. Yeah. I stick my feet. Like if I feel a warm body, my ice cold feet just go like whoomp under you. And I'm like, yes, yes. (laughs) It's like the best feeling ever. Your leg or your butt. Like. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's so relaxing. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, all before I cut you off and distracted you again. No, no worries. I love this. Um, <coughs> I'm sick again. Anyway, I'm always sick. So I'm just going to read like they have like these quotes of like these 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 mindsets that that can totally screw you and then it has like a par- paragraph like full better explaining it but for time's sake and i also don't want to just read this article it's shitty but um it says they should know what to do or how to react i don't think is realistic they should be on my side no matter what and if we were truly in love all our problems were would be solved I have made the mistake of like thinking like those things before, like when I was younger and like less experienced that things should just be perfect and they should always take my side and they should know me. And it's like, yo, psychics don't exist. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, so you, you can't expect someone to know all of your baggage, all of your trauma every thought that you have it's just not fair it's and the emotions attached to those thoughts yeah it's not a realistic expectation and if you're having thoughts like this that's okay i have been there before i think that you need to cool it on the disney movies and read the article that i posted and just just give it a look take some time figure out what matters to you and where you can compromise when it comes to your expectations because you know sometimes they're there for a good reason but if it's not realistic you're gonna be lonely i'm sorry to say it (laughs) oh i don't want anybody to be lonely i don't want anybody to be lonely too but i also have met so many people and have been someone with like crazy expectations where you just you're gonna make yourself and the people you're with miserable if you don't get those in check yo (laughs) i don't know why i said it like that that was weird um we do have a a caller one of our you know favorites (gasps) meet matthew Uh, yes Uh, i knew it Expect oh good okay expectations with a partner uh, or a potential partner regarding acceptable age example getting married at a certain age spending time with women you know what I'll just let Matt uh, uh, Matthew say it hey Matthew what's going on hi hi Anna hi again how are you I am good uh, good. Yeah, it's it's not so much a question this time. I just kind of wanted to talk about how bullshit like society's expectations are regarding uh, 
a lot of well society's expectations around relationships are um for example i know a lot of uh women who think that they have to have children by a certain age mm-hmm. uh like 30 or whatever i know my parents have this expectation for me that i'm going to get married by um, by the time i'm you know 32 or whatever at most or i'm going to die single um <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> there's uh expectations from society saying okay by the time you are so many years old you probably had sex you know that sort of stuff and i think it's it's just bullshit and i'm kind of <laughs> annoyed by them i completely uh, agree <laughs> simply because not everyone's life and background works out the same way Yeah, everyone's got their own like like go at your own pace and there shouldn't be so much pressure to like get married and have babies. Some people never want to do that. Or some people really want to do that and they're just not ready or it's just not working out for them. So that pressure that like people are putting on everyone, it's just like not fair. Chill out. And I also understand that there's the biological the clock, quote unquote, I'm doing um that women are uh or childbearing people <laughs> are terrified of. Right. Um but like hey, my mom had me at like 39, so like whatever. I turned out mostly okay. Um so you it turned out pretty good, Hannah. I turned out okay. I've had people ask me and they're like, "And there's nothing wrong with you?" And I'm like, "That's such a why the fuck would you ask me that?" <laughs> like when I tell them how old my mom was. But yeah, um and and uh I I had a friend who like had her her friends like all freak out on her cuz she was like 24 and not married yet and i'm like i That's if so i was married sad. at 24 that would be so fucked up i was not ready to be married at 24 i'm 27 and i'm not ready to be married okay and that's I okay i was married and i wasn't ready to be married <laughs> yeah i know so many people in their early 20s who are married and it's like and and it doesn't go well and and like that i'm not saying like people in their 20s can't get married it's just like people go at their own pace and that's fucking okay. Well, and there are a lot of ingrained societal habits that I think we should change like when a couple's together, you know, when you get married, when you have been kids, stop just stop asking that. Stop it, asking it puts that. Immense it puts pressure on people and then others who like particularly like women or people who can't have uh children um when they have to hear all the time when you have been kids I I don't really think that's the best there for their mental health. So I just wish we would stop putting these expectations on people and asking those types of questions. Yeah, unless like you know the people really well, like like don't ask that question. Like it's ugh. Oh my yeah, god, I got asked. It almost feels like society has like this checklist for you which is like okay, check get married right. okay check have children okay check <laughs> send children to college okay check retire i mean it's so weird i i i agree and i apologize i'm spacing out a lot no. tonight uh you no. know uh um i don't know where i was going to say i listened to a song this uh, today i mean i i've known the song before but I I reintroduced it to myself and was like, "Oh, fuck yeah. It's a song by Slipknot called All Out Life and it reminds me of this and it's kind of of that 
it's a little more intense and angry than what we're talking about, but it's basically like, I'm like, just because this is working for you doesn't mean that's the kind of life I'm, I'm going to have. And just because there's a set of rules doesn't mean I'm going to follow my life that way. Um, old does not mean dead. New does not mean best. Um, yours does not mean mine. Kill does not mean die. But, uh, uh, I, it, it's, a little bit more intense than what we're talking about, but I feel like that's totally like our anthem right now. Like we're doing things our own way, man. Like we're not just going to like get, get a job. Get, yeah. In the, rules. In the constructs. Like we're not just going to get married and have babies and, and, and work till we die just because society tells us to, I would like to get married and have babies, but I will do that on my own damn time. Okay. Yep. In the meantime, Same. I'm going to freaking. Get fingers up my butthole and <laughs> um Amit, did we did we cover everything? Yeah, yeah, you guys uh, really did. Thank you for commiserating with me. I I'm I like it's just top of mind because like I have a call with my parents literally every week and the first person they ask me is Amit when you're getting married. I'm like, Oh, oh. dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> And I know that you want to want to be in a relationship, so that like must fucking suck to hear. Like it's like, dude, I'm trying. <laughs> in question yeah. for you, in uh, uh, may I ask what ethnicity you are? I it's it's kind of weird, Ethan, because I am Indian, but I am Christian Indian, so we have a very unique culture in India. It's kind of like. You know how, um, uh, well, Asian Americans may not always be the same as Asians from Asia, right? So, right. Uh, okay. like, that, their family dynamic may be different. So, like, a Christian family here, a Hindu family in India, uh, and a Christian family in India are going to be very different. So, let's say Indian Christian. <laughs> Okay. So I, question, like, is this like maybe a cultural thing? Yeah. It, is it? Well, at least for, as, as some of my friends have said is within that culture, it is incredibly uh, uh, strong. Like it's the pressure, uh, almost like a hyper focus on when their children are getting married. Do you, is that accurate in any way? I will tell you now that my father has an Excel sheet. And this is where my checklist rant comes from. He has an Excel sheet, which has uh, Amit College, which is checked off. There's Amit Job, which is checked off. And the next item on his uh, checklist is Amit Marriage. And it's not checked off, and it's bugging him. <laughs> okay. Uh... I was going to say, I, I think that pressure is true for every culture. Because, like, every people, every parent I meet, like, wants their kid to have babies. But... Okay, Matthew, that is like next level. Yes. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, That's not fair. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk crap about you guys. Oh, sorry. No, 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 don't don't worry. They're they're a little old fashioned that way, and I give them shit for it too. So, (laughs) um, but uh, yeah, no, it's just, I guess the difference between, Indian culture and culture here is that in Indian culture, they will offer to find someone for you. And it's right. kind of, they're kind of in a tough spot Fuck that, because man. they can't go to any of their like 
church family church families to like ask for <laughs> Ask someone basically for, because I'm an atheist. I'm I was going to okay, thank you. I was going to say for the audience listening, why is that? But hmm. um, um, essentially, yeah, essentially, like they can't tell anyone for shame of having raised an atheist. That's it. Wow! Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're gonna find someone. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I will. I, I want to get like the first ever atheist dating site going and uh, put all the <laughs> lovely humanists and atheists I know on there that, that want to be on there, of course. And then we can start the new generation of atheist babies that are going to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yeah, part of our agenda. Actually. We don't just want you to be happy. We want to have atheist babies. I mean, I do love that idea. Yeah, I mean, ideally, that that would be great. I, a secular world solves it. It works, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, anyways, Amit, thank you again for calling in. It was always, as always, it was nice talking to you. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you as well. Yeah? All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. As I said before, what a nice guy. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Match him up. Make his papa proud. <laughs> I, I, I really want uh, Matthew to find an, find an atheist girl. Like, yeah, he's a but cat. I'm curious how his parents would react to that. Like, mom, dad, I'm dating an atheist. Like, I mean, he's an atheist. I mean, I should have asked him that. Like, how will his parents react? Like, mm -hmm. I'm assuming they'd be happier if he brought home a Christian. Um, I want to, one of these days, interview a couple who are of different beliefs. That would be so cool. And I have some people in mind, but we'll talk about that off camera. But just for everyone listening, that's something I want to do someday on this show. Were you listening? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> you say, okay, you are more red than you are when you say masturbate. Oh, because oh. I'm embarrassed and it's I caught you. I'm sorry. And I mean, I mean absolutely. I'm no a terrible co-host. I'm My a terrible no no no. Not not that it's fine that you weren't listening, but I'm a terrible co-host because a good co-host would like notice that and ignore it and just keep vamping. <laughs> but I'm way too like I have like, I'm too much of an asshole to be like, oh, he's not listening. I'm just going to pretend that he was. <laughs> Hello. Honestly, that's what makes our show fun. So No, okay. okay. I, but the, at the same time, I know that you are doing so much on your own. I mean, thank goodness for Secularity. We have our screener. I'm so freaking grateful. So yes. massive props to you, Secularity. But for those of you who don't know, like Ethan is doing too much. <laughs> I know, honestly. So at some point, I, I I I would love to get a producer so I can solely focus on the show. Um, but you know, there's a lot of background stuff to do, and no, it doesn't for someone help with that, like I get distracted by everything. I'm trying very hard to improve it. In fact, um, I started talking to my doctor. I'm I, uh, trying a new medication. Uh, except the insurance is taking forever. Now but, I really um, feel like an asshole. I'm like, oh my god. Pay attention. Just focus. 
I know that's that's what I'm trying to do. Make you feel really bad about it. I know. I just, <laughs> just I'm sorry. I'm just like, it's because no. I saw it in your eyes, and I was like, that's so fucking funny. Because he, he's like, and then you kind of came back like, uh huh, yeah. I was listening, and I'm like, no, you fucking weren't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the new medication supposedly is really good for people who uh, uh, have, let's just say, my list of symptoms and i i want to get help like at this point i'm going to try different stuff until hopefully i can find something because i a few weeks ago uh do not you know this hannah but don't specify what it was uh mm -hmm. i tried something and that something gave me like kind of some clarity for like two days some peace of mind and i for the first time felt like a neurotypical person. Like I wasn't getting distracted. I could focus on the conversation. Uh, uh, Jessica was like, you, you know, told me how clear I was speaking. And like, I felt like that. It was really nice. So after experiencing that. that and coming back to this like chaotic thing inside my head, I'm like, I can't, you know, deal with it, like deal with it the way I am for the rest of my life. Like it is a lot. So I need to get medication. So I am. I have, a, I have a theory for why that happened to you. And we could talk about that off camera uh, after this, but that's, that's really interesting. I didn't know that you felt that way. That's like yes. really my, like interesting. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated actually by that. Yes. I'll tell you more when we get offline. Uh, but, <laughs> you guys don't uh, get to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Real quick, want to thank the patrons, Cindy Plaza, Kenneth Leonard, Sky, Jump and Shoot, Oz, our lovely call screener, Secular Rarity, Kianta and Fava Beans, Philip Leach, Caitlin Beyond, Toast, Richard Gillibur, Sunset Sarge, Kyle uh, Brewer. Thank you so much for your patronage. Um, and next week, uh, not going to say why, but it's going to be a special episode. I can say why. Do you want to say why? Yeah, because I got I got permission or I got the confirmation today. So um, I am going to be covering the pickup line next week. My special guest is going to be my boyfriend. Well, you, you should have said Ethan's not going to be here. And the co-host for the evening replacing me will be like that was a terrible introduction. Oh, None other than Holy Kool-Aid Thomas Westbrook. Fine. That was better. Good job. <laughs> so I'm uh, really excited to see th these two work together, girlfriend and boyfriend on screen, taking over the pickup line. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas is going to, uh, we're going to, I don't know exactly what we're going to do yet, but we are going to talk about our relationship and do some cute couple shit. Um, and uh, try to be informative at the same time, but uh, kind of re review ourselves and maybe ask some hard questions. We'll see. Um, but that'll happen next week. Um, same time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on a Thursday. Um, yeah, that's going to happen. Tweet. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe, all the good stuff. And Hannah, do you have anything else going on? That was finger in your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>